is day eight of Thomas and Sean's first annual Halloween Spooktacular. We are going to be spending the month of October watching 31 movies for 31 days, and we'll let you know what's spooky, what's great, and what's worth watching. Today we watched a ghost story. What was it? What's the year? 2017. 2017. I am Thomas Chilton, and with me as always is Sean White. Hey, Thomas, what's up? How you doing? Not a whole lot. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. No. What did you think about this movie? I really liked it. I, I I'm really liked so it. glad because I <laughs> yeah. also really like this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, yeah, this is definitely one of those movies that like, I think, I don't know. I think some people just might be dismissive of. Yeah, um, it's sadly. It's definitely, like we teased in the last episode, yeah. it's A24, it's artsy, but it's it's artsy in a really good way. Yeah, no, yeah. It's not confusing garbage, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not like that sort of thing where you're like, wait, what happened? Or no. where they're so deep in symbolism that you're just like, okay, but like, actually what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can get into kind of what the premise is. Um, so the premise of this is... Um, Casey Affleck, um, looking at the Wikipedia, even these characters aren't even really named. Um, but yeah, they're Casey, they're literally named C and M. Yeah, and it's uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Um, they play a couple living in this house. Um, Casey Affleck is a musician, and at the very beginning, they're talking about possibly moving out of that house. It's something Rooney Mara's character really wants. Mm-hmm. But then, um, basically, right after that, at the beginning, uh, Casey Affleck dies in a car accident. And for the rest of the movie, it's exploring Casey Affleck as a ghost, kind of uh, in his life as a ghost. Yeah, and watching the world continue on. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's about it, actually. But, yeah, yeah, from the start, um, Casey Affleck, it's him in the house as a ghost and it's kind of like your classic you know sheet over the head sort of ghost you know two cutouts to the eyes yeah you know we pretty much covered the first little bit in the synopsis you know there he dies and then so going off from that they you know obviously take the body to the morgue in which rooney identifies it and she puts the sheet over his head and then he wakes up and he has the sheet over his head And then he approaches this, like, gate in the hospital that's, like, it's, like, a portal opens up. It's, it's, it has to be, like, the afterworld or something, like, heaven or something. Mm -hmm. But he chooses not to go to it. And he ends up going back to the house that he lives in. And Mm -hmm. he spends a little bit of time watching his girlfriend just mourn and mourn over, you know, the loss of her boyfriend, him. Mm -hmm. And eventually she moves out of the house and she has this weird habit. Well, I guess it's not, like, weird. It's just, like, her it's, little thing yeah. she does. Something she likes doing. Yeah, something yeah. she likes doing is she writes on a piece of paper and she leaves it in these, like, places that she goes. Yeah. Because she likes to leave a piece of herself, like, everywhere she goes. Hmm. So, before she leaves this house, she finds a little crack in this, like, in doorway. Like door frame, yeah. Yeah, door frame. Hmm. And she finds a little crack in it and she slips this little slit of paper in it and kind of paints over it and that's when she leaves the house 
So it seems like the ghost is kind of like bound to this house. Mm. Like he can't leave. It's like unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah. So he spends a lot of time trying to get this little paper out because obviously it's like the last thing he has Mm. of his girlfriend. And another family moves into the house. And it's like a single mom with two kids. He starts kind of just messing with the family a little bit here and there. Like he's scaring the children. And then one night he sees that they put his like uh, a picture of their family up on this piano that they have that's been in the house the whole time it was in the house when he lived in there it was in the house before he moved there mm-hmm. and when they put their family photo on it like he gets pretty mad and hits it off the table yeah he starts like doing some like poltergeist stuff basically yeah and uh, freaks him out like opens a cabinet in the kitchen and just knocks things across the room like plates and stuff like that um and uh, as the ghost, he is like uh, completely wordless. Like he, you're left to like interpret by his actions how he's feeling and stuff yeah. and everything. Yeah. So they move out, and this some kind of young people move in, and then there's like the most hipster man you've ever yeah. met in your life, <laughs> and they're having a party that night, and he's kind of just discussing about how like the world is meaningless in this way because, you know, everything yeah. that happens is going to be gone. You know, we're all going to die. Yeah. The universe will forget us. Even mm. if, you know, even if you're Beethoven and you write the most beautiful music in the world and yeah. he's like, one day it'll all go away. Even if humanity goes to another planet and they bring the recording of Beethoven with them, like it'll still one day be destroyed because the universe yeah. will destroy everything. Yeah. And, yeah, this is where he starts talking about the big crunch, which is like um, this thing in yeah. astrophysics yeah. where it's like the opposite of the Big Bang. It's like the end of the universe is everything mm. coming together. Yeah. So this is like this ends up being like the plot of the movie, pretty much mm. like this is kind of the the logic we're dealing with for the rest of the movie. Mm. And so, it's kind of a like um, Casey Affleck. Uh, acts out a little bit in that scene too where like the the light starts flickering yeah. and stuff um and you can kind of see what he might be feeling because he's a musician you know and mm-hmm. <laughs> this being confronted with this idea that like you know basically no matter what he'll have no real legacy is mm-hmm. as this guy is proposing and that kind of thing and and that's what kind of makes the movie interesting is they're you know they don't they don't like treat the audience like you're dumb either you know they uh yeah they let you read between the lines with a lot of these scenes as to what casey affleck's character uh, might be feeling that kind of thing mm-hmm. so yeah then obviously he he fucks with the lights like you were saying and they move out of the house too hmm. and eventually like you know they probably had enough people just moving out of this house because of ghosts yeah. so yeah it's worth mentioning we've already about this character we've met before actually at, at this point um which is that while he's kind of watching his girlfriend mourn and stuff in the house he notices by looking in the next door neighbor's window that there's also oh, yeah. another ghost over there and they yeah. kind of wave at each other and communicate this is another really sad element because you know probably this ghost has been around for a lot longer but yes you know, through their ghost communication, he asks her or them like, oh, well, what are you doing? And they say that, oh, they're waiting for some someone. And then he asks who 
and they say they don't even remember yeah you know kind of implying that's just been a long time that they've been there just just really sad yeah so this yeah. scene happens right after his girlfriend moves out so mm-hmm. fast forwarding back to what we were talking about after the hipsters move out so yes they probably are like we've had enough of mm-hmm. people moving out because of ghosts so they end up tearing down both of these houses yeah. Well, also, too, at that moment, um, because throughout all of this, he's been trying to get that note that's in the door frame. Yeah. And like, oh, right yeah, yeah. When, you know, he's like finally gets it and starts to pull it out. And then right at that moment, the bulldozer hits the wall and makes the house collapse. Yeah. Is another kind of crusher moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's pretty important. And so. Mm-hmm. After the houses are completely dilapidated, the, you know, he's standing there, looks over at the other house that has been collapsed where the other ghost lives. And the ghost just says, I think they're not coming back. And then as if like nobody was in the sheet, the sheet just falls to the ground and just completely vanishes. So then, so then you know, the ghost stays there a little bit longer and it starts, they start doing construction there on this like very large um, office building. And as he's kind of walking through the halls, the building is becoming more and more done. So you could tell like time is, is passing pretty quickly, at least for this, at least in this yeah. montage. Not, I don't mm-hmm. know if like the character feels it that way, mm-hmm. but yeah, he eventually walks out of this giant, office building onto like this terrace and he sees like this very future landscape think like like blade runner 2049 yeah Yeah, like really Mm -hmm. super futury um landscape so you know that you know we're in the distant future well yeah at that point he jumps off the building Mm, um, mm -hmm. and then yeah after that when he like hits the ground he's seemingly transported into the past and he's there now before anything before the house was even there and he sees some uh, settlers arrive and uh, the settlers come and they uh, they like have a meal. They pray over their meal. And then the next thing is you hear like some like Indian chanting, Native American chanting. And the next thing you see are the settlers dead. They've all been shot by arrows. And um, and then there's like a a bit here with that time kind of advancing where he looks at the little girl and the family as she's dead on the ground. And then she becomes like a skeleton and the skeleton is eventually, you know, taken by grass and so on until eventually he's basically looped back around and the house is built again. And, um, at that point we get to basically the beginning of, um, them being in there, uh, Casey Affleck living in his girlfriend, uh, Rooney Mara, um, kind of moving into the house and he sees kind of their relationship. Yeah. He sees that it's not going super well and you know, there's a lot of tension in the, in the relationship and he sees that she's kind of like, I don't know, you know, I really want to move out of here. I don't know what you like about this place so much. And Casey Affleck, the alive person not the ghost mm. watching yep. him um kind of oh says God. like yeah it's the history it's like, history yeah. and he's like we don't really have history here yeah and that's oh that's so biting for that, such a sad yeah thing, you know the difference in how they feel about uh 
their house and kind of the relationship in general. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah. And so yeah. the the night before he dies is when he finally admits, like, okay, I'm ready to move out. And the ghost version of him is very upset and, like, hits the piano keys and, like, sits down on the yeah. piano. Yeah, he just sits down looking really sad. Like, yeah. And, and this is something that had actually happened at the beginning of the movie. These noises happen. Mm -hmm. So it, it comes full circle here where him as the ghost is making these noises. Yeah. Started the movie. There's a few of those different things. Like, there's, like, the ghost has this like lighting trick where it kind of looks like how the way like water reflects light yeah, kind of looks like that yeah. when he stands in front of light and you see that like disturbance in the light at the very beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then you see it throughout, you know, as it shows the ghost and you kind of, I mean, I, once I saw that it was the ghost doing it, I was like, Oh, he must be yeah the ghost from the beginning. So I knew uh, it was going to kind of yeah. come full circle mm. in that way. So after he dies, you know, uh, for the second time, yeah, it just starts over. And then there's like a new ghost, a new version of him who, yeah, who can't see the original ghost. Mm -hmm. And when the girlfriend moves out for the second time, the original ghost goes and grabs the piece of paper from where she hid it in the doorframe. Mm -hmm. And he actually gets it out this time and he goes to look at it and... He, like the ghost previously, just drops to the floor like the sheet had crumbled. No, yeah. yeah, just vanishes. Yeah. And that is the end of the movie. It's powerful. I, I think it's really powerful. Yeah. Honestly. It's just like kind of soul crushing in some ways. Mm. Where, you know, because the whole like meaninglessness of the, of the movie where it can kind of feel like, mm -hmm. what is this all for, you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of uh, you know there's still some some hopefulness to it mm -hmm. too. Like it's it's really a pretty multifaceted exploration, you know. Yeah. Of like mortality and and everything, you know, and and there's analogs to like, you know, how Casey Affleck felt as a ghost and like how there's like. You know, his feelings towards Rooney Mara, those are still relevant for, like, a living person as well. It's, you know, it works on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Um, it's just such a really interesting story. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. That's what you... I mean, that's what I've come to expect from A24. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. But... Oh, it really really got me. I, yeah. I, I really thought yeah, it was, was a great movie. It's yeah, one of those I, movies where you're kind of like you stop watching it and you're like, I just need like, it. I just need some time. Yeah. I would, I like, uh, actually started like tearing up a bit. Up here, mm -hmm. yeah. And he's grabbing the, and it's, yeah. Well, yeah. Like any good movie, it's just, you know, you can take a lot of different things from it. I think. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I felt like the ending, you know, was it, I think it ended on a really happy note you know yeah part, or like hopeful yeah you know, like he he, uh, he read the note and he had like completed his purpose and he, he had gotten closure yeah know? um because like you think about this whole thing with him as a ghost and like looping around and everything it's him like just lost and everything and yeah. it, to relate it to like you know how the guy talks about legacy and that kind of thing it, 
you can take that like not only as like a thought about the afterlife, but also as just a thought about how we live our own lives, you know, yeah. our living lives. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. No, I thought it was incredible. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very good. Yeah. And you know, she she equates this piece of paper to a being a piece of her, you know, and mm-hmm. so. It's nice that, like, when he's finally rejoined with a piece of her is, like, when he's finally, like, able to. Yeah. Yeah. To. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many, uh... Yeah, there's there's such, like, a forlornness. And just to speak to how well this movie is done is that, like, 99% of the movie is not directly spoken you know oh like, no so yeah. much of it is shown and like the musical score is really good as well um you know i i definitely feel like i want to look up that song <laughs> that casey affleck composed yeah uh, <laughs> it was and, a pretty good song but i like what you were just saying yeah most of the movie isn't directly spoken like mm-hmm. a lot of the dialogue in the movie is kind of like background to him just viewing these people you know yeah like the dialogue isn't important to the story it's like how he's just viewing this normal average everyday dialogue between like a family or you know the the only dialogue that feels like directly to you know the audience in a typical movie way besides the scenes where he's still alive Mm. is the scene with the hipster like that's yeah. one of the only ones where it feels like he's directly talking to the you know. Well, you think of it too that not only does Casey Affleck as a ghost not speak, you don't even see his face. Yeah. So it's like, but you still understand so much of his emotions, you know, <laughs> just through his movements and stuff like that. And I think that's that's so incredible, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and there's just like. I was okay. I had actually written down this joke where I was like, I'm going to write a joke that the (laughs) actor who does the ghost is really bad because you can't see any of his emotions. And then as the movie went on, I was like, that would just be a lie. Yeah. That would just not even, that would just be a lie. Like, I think also, you know, this movie, it lets you sit in that moment. Yeah. Like a very, a very sad moment. It doesn't show it to you and move on. Like it lets you sit in that moment. There's a lot of long pauses, yeah. And yeah. and for a movie that's still just an hour and a half, too. Yeah. You know, every moment feels very, uh, like, well used, you know? Yeah, it, it really does. Um, like, it feels like the places that should be, you know, sped up and, like, take less time really did that. And these moments that can just last forever to show, like, the agony of, mm. of a go, you know, of someone having yeah. to watch this, this life unfold is just mm. it it really just accentuates that so well. Yeah, yeah. It All right. Amazing. Let, <laughs> let's get into rating this thing. So yeah, uh, obviously I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, think that did it pretty well. Um, my goodness level, I'm going to give it a ten. Um, wow. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. Spook 'em up level. I'm actually going to give it a six. You know, I went in thinking like it's not actually going to be spooky, but it it is. Like even if like you might think it's goofy that it's like you know a classic Halloween style ghost, it's actually kind of spooky. You know, like in an existential and, way. 
yeah, both that and like I don't know, some of the shots were spooky of like him down the hall, you know, and yeah. the lighting is all very good and yeah. makes it seem kind of spooky. Um, so yeah, um, more spooky than I expected. What about you? All right, I gave this thing a nine because I yes, because I just love this movie. I. <sighs> That's the thing, it's like, I gave it a 9 because it's like, but then it's like, what did I not like about this movie? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. No, that, that's kind of what I was thinking too, because I was like, while watching it, giving it a 9, and I thought kind of the same thing as I did with The Shining, where I was like, well, what can I really criticize about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, that that's what sent me to a ten. Yeah, you know what? All right, I'm I'm gonna shift. I'll shift to a ten because I I I said it before. Even you, I feel like that. Yeah, you know, because I'm like I don't know what I would change about this movie. Yeah, um, it's just (laughs) great. Spook him up level. I gave a four. I Mm. gave a four. I thought that I I don't know. I didn't think anything was like spooky. I didn't even think like this the going down the halls or anything was like spooky but that's not why you watch this movie you don't watch this movie yeah, for the spook no, yeah spook them up is totally kind of irrelevant you know yeah just just know if you want a spooky movie you know it's not really the one to go for but. yeah and if you, if you want a sad ghost <laughs> movie, <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is ideal you've been yeah. waiting for so many years for this movie to if you out, want you know? <laughs> Yeah, if you want emo spirits, yeah. <laughs> but no, it. But you know, all jokes aside, yeah, this movie was was great. I I couldn't recommend it em- enough. And it's on Netflix. Mm. Thought we'd put we both watched this on Netflix. So if anyone out there wants to watch it, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Once again, called a ghost story. All right, you guys. Well, tomorrow we're watching the 1985 Fright Night. I don't know anything about this movie. Have you seen this? I feel like you've seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen the newer one. Um, Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I expect it to be kind of like a, uh, like a fun kind of movie. Spook him up. Oh, it's not like Uh, us. Like, uh, I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think this is kind of like, uh, I expect this to be very Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Thomas and Sean Halloween Spooktacular. This is our eighth episode. Um, over a weekend. Yeah. I'll see you guys tomorrow. With Fright Night. See ya. Too much. All the awful dreams felt real enough.